0: I am a firm believer that you have to lose to win. You have to, I tell it to my, I coach varsity volleyball. I tell my student, you know, my players every day that the only thing that we can take from this loss is we have to learn from it. We have to grow. We have to become better because of it. If you won every single day, you're never going to feel challenged. You're never going to have a purpose in life, but when you lose, And you take the time to introspect. You take that time to learn from that loss as we do every single day, whether it's loss of hair to loss of love, one to loss of job to anything. Go through that grace period, go through that quick time period of being weak, because when we realize that we're weak, that's when we're actually strong because weakness fuels the body. And then that loss turns into a win.
1: Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out! Coffee, bacon, tobacco, pine trees. Is there anything that smells better? Believe it or not, there is, and it's a fresh leather holster. If you stop by craftholsters.com, you'll open the door to a safe and comfortable carry, not only for yourself, but your entire family. Look, they've got holsters for both concealed, open carry, semi-autos, revolvers, righties, and of course, they have some holsters for you too, lefties. And all of that at a reasonable price. you got to go check them out at craftholsters.com. McKenna, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're a speaker, author, and consultant that helps empower men and women to reframe life's challenges into gifts and opportunities so they can pursue their purpose with clarity and confidence. I love that. Thank you so much for taking time. I'm so excited to have you on the show.
0: It is such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, like we were chatting before, I first heard you on Clubhouse a few years ago, the, the app that has since disappeared pretty much, but I was so intrigued by your story, and it's so funny how the world works that now you and I are both in Craig Siegel's membership group, and uh, it's awesome. So I'm so excited to, to have you on the show. I like to kick things off by going back a bit, though. Where did you grow up, and, and what was childhood like for you?
0: Childhood was amazing. You know, I am from Toledo, Ohio. I grew up here in a little suburb called Sylvania. It is right on the border of Ohio and Michigan. Grew up with a, you know, an ideal childhood, you know, but everyone always goes through different things. You know, I think, you know, I went through getting bullied ironically for my hair, uh, but other than that, you know, I have two amazing parents. We would go up to our the lake house or our cottage up north, which we call A.K. Michigan, um, you know, played lots of sports, uh, swam, played softball, then fell in love with volleyball, which t- brought me, gave me the ability to play in college. And it was just, you know, a dream childhood. But we don't understand that's it's a dream childhood until we're out of it to be able to right. look back and really you know, be so happy with what I've been able to be surrounded by and be loved by.
1: Come on. I love that. And yeah, I think there's those moments where, you know, I've seen those memes come out and say, you know, you don't remember the last time that you walked away from your friends. And that was the last time that you would see them as kids and playing baseball for the last time on the field, right? When you walk Mm -hmm. away. And um, those moments are so special. You know, and I was reading through your story, 2015, that's when your hair started to fall out due to an autoimmune, autoimmune disease called alopecia. And like you said, you were, you were bullied maybe for your hair, but your hair was your identity. You were known for like the long, thick hair. What goes through your mind when you first noticed this and how did you reframe your identity to be the person you are today?
0: Wow. That's a loaded question. Couple loaded questions. Um, you know, talking about having the perfect childhood, you know, I felt like when I was, I was 32 pregnant with our second, our youngest daughter, and I felt like I was living the, the picket life and everything had checked off. I've checked off everything in my life. I have the house. I have the amazing husband. I have the family. I have the degrees. I have the job that I want. And I remember saying to myself, now what, what's next? Like I, I already hit all my goals and I'm 32. What's next. Um, but then my hair starts to wow. fall out thinking it's postpartum hair shed. Uh, and they say, there's a chance you could have something called alopecia and your hair could fall out. And, you know, as a woman or anyone, but as a woman, particularly we subconsciously do identify with her hair. People have known me for my hair since I was five years old, you know, from it being so mm-hmm. thick and, you know, and then me being made fun of, and you know, it's just, it's always been a journey with my hair and it uh, shockingly came a full circle, but then, yeah. November, the first week of November, I was standing in the shower and my, I, a whole clump of hair came out of my hands, into my hands, and I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I was dumbfounded. Like, this, it, my worst nightmare is becoming my reality. And within three weeks, 90% of my hair was gone, and I felt as though as every strand of hair that was falling out of my head, my identity was being ripped away from me. Like I didn't know who I was going to be able to be. I didn't know if my husband was still going to love me. How I was going to be a mom? How I was still going to be a teacher? How was I going to live the rest of my life as a bald woman? Because we don't see bald women. Hmm. We see bald men. Right. Not that they're happy with it. But we don't see bald women unless they are fighting the good fight. And so right. you know that correlation has always been there. Uh, and so it it takes time, you know, and what alopecia has shown me, you know, I I hid from it. I wore a hat every single day. I wore a wig. I wouldn't go to bed without a hat on for the first year because I was ashamed of my own appearance, of my own reflection. Uh, and when my husband said McKenna, it's just hair. <laughs> to me, it was everything. And I was really upset at my husband at that time because he's bald, which is kind of ironic as well. But He couldn't understand that it was my identity, but it took me six years until probably about eight months ago when I looked at myself and my reflection said, wow, it really is just hair. Like my husband loves me Mm -hmm. for more than any physical attribute, any characteristic, but for who I am, but it takes ourselves because we are our own worst enemy to be able to get through that dark storm. To be able to see the perspective that other people are able to see because we become so blinded. And so Mm -hmm. it's surrounding yourself with others, even if it's just one person, it is allowing yourself that grace period, that time to be weak, whether it is 24 hours to a couple years, it's okay to give yourself that grace period, but the more conscientious we can become of it, maybe then we start to reframe those challenges of start to find the silver linings. And I remember sitting in my classroom, I was wearing a wig and some of my female students were talking about them having a bad hair day. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh, if they only knew, but then I said to them, I'm like, you guys think you're having a bad hair day and I point to my head and I start laughing and they're like, I'm so sorry. like, no, if you can't make light of situations, life's going to suck. Yeah. And little by little, we use defense mechanisms to help reframe our mindset And then it just becomes routine. It's creating those neuronal connections of positivity rather than negativity. And in all honesty, I'm never having a bad hair day. Like I am having the best hair day every damn day. And, but it has taken me years to be able to get there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I mean, I, lo- I, I love the reframe and the way that you do that. And I'm sure your students were like, "What?" <laughs> when yeah. you did that. It's so cool. Uh, you know, you've been featured on Good Morning America, the Jennifer Hudson Show, Forbes, TEDx USA Today, so much more, where you've been able to share your story. What is your mission at this point in life, and what is it that keeps you going?
0: What started was bringing awareness to alopecia, because so many mm. people in the grocery store would come up to me and say can I pray for you and asking you how long I've been going through treatment. And in the beginning, it used to really bother me because people were looking at me as though I was dying. I had cancer. And I said, no, thankfully I don't, but please pray for those that do. I have something called alopecia, an autoimmune disease. And I felt that the more I could bring awareness, then maybe I can reframe other people's mindsets to be able to see the positivity in everyone's situation rather than what we implicitly see as the negativity. And it's just something yeah. that's innate. And the, the more we can do that, then the more we can reconnect those neuronal connections. Um, but what I learned through that is it actually empowered me. It allowed me to stand a little bit taller. And it gave me a purpose to bring that awareness. And that's when I started to you know do team-up events with the Toledo Mud Hens, which is the farm team for the Detroit Tigers, with the Cleveland Indians, now the Guardians. Uh, so Come we've been on. doing team-up events for the past five years. I've done golf outings uh, for the past couple of years, uh, galas. But what I've also learned throughout this journey is that my story is visible. Everywhere I go, someone knows that I am quote unquote struggling with something. I'm not struggling, but that's what people perceive. Right. The more I can stand tall and stand confident in who I am and what I represent, then they can say, you know, what I'm going through if she's strong enough, so am I. And it's allowed me to truly understand empathy. When we believe that we're empathetic people, we're not until life hits us to be able to understand that we all have a story. we're all battling something. And so when I can represent everyone who's struggling something with something which is everyone, then I the more I share my story, not only is my mess my message, but my message is medicine for other people. To know that they're not alone because too often in this world, we feel that we are alone because we have to always highlight the good things that are going on. And hi, you know, and it's only 1%. And it takes about 200 times to figure out the right picture and the right filter in order to feel confident enough to post it. But when we can be vulnerable and authentic and who we really are, get rid of the filters, then that is when we can inspire others. And not compare ourselves to each other's stories because everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's been given a different mountain. When we can yeah. understand that that mountain was given to us for a reason, it happened for us and not to us, then it inspires us and it empowers us to continue fighting that good fight every single day.
1: Man, it's so true. So many people have just the stories. Um And if we can just be authentic and vulnerable, man, it just impacts the world. Like, you know what? I went through the crazy childhood and all that stuff, but it was once I realized that my past and other people's opinions of me didn't define my future. That's what really opened the door of opportunity to make a bigger impact. Once I started sharing my story, there's so many people that use this word can't when it comes Mm -hmm. to pursuing their goals, their dreams, and their purpose. What's the journey that you take men and women through when you're helping them to reframe those challenges into gifts?
0: It is the steps. Like I talked about, it is giving yourself that grace period. It is surrounding yourself with others and it's finding the silver linings as difficult as it is. There, there is a reason. And sometimes we have to dig really deep into our own souls in order to find the reason. And even if we have to lie to ourselves for a little bit, that lie then becomes reality. So when I said to my students, I'm never having a bad hair day, was I 100% confident in who I am? No. But just saying it out loud, it's affirmations. The more we see something, the more we say something, the more we're going to believe something, that mere exposure effect. And that's what we have to do with ourselves is build ourselves up. Because if we don't believe in ourselves, no one's ever going to believe in ourselves. And so when we can remove that word can't, because I used it so many times, I can't go on. But what I reminded myself is that I was still getting out of bed. I was still showing up. Now, was I showing up, you know, the way I wanted to every day? Absolutely not. I remember my mom asking me, McKenna, how are you still getting out of bed? How are you still doing? I said, there's no other choice. I have two beautiful daughters watching my every single move. I have a family to take care of. I have students and my student athletes who relied on me every single day. I still had to show up and I found that Why? My why has changed over the years, but you have to find the why for that day. And if moving from the bed to the couch is your win for that day, I applaud you. Like that's where we have to stop being so hard on ourselves and realize that some days are going to be harder. Some days are going to be better better than some days. But when we can start to remove the word can't from our vocabulary, from our mindset, we start to see the clearer picture. We start to see the why. We start to understand the reason why we've been given this mountain. And it's a beautiful hike. It really is. Some days are harder than others, but you're going to look back and be very grateful for that mountain. And I am grateful for mine every single day.
1: Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tranquil Turtle Massage. They are located right in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene. And Tracy is a master massage specialist and Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. Look, my wife and I go see her and her team every single month. And we walk away feeling great. Sore muscles are gone. We feel relaxed. Got to go check them out. Tell them I sent you for 25 bucks off your massage package. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out CDA Browse Body and Ink offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fiber blast, tightening, and PMU services. Tell them I sent you and you'll save 100 bucks on your tattoo brows or plasma tightening. Make sure you check out Tranquil Turtle Massage and CDA Browse Body and Ink at PNW Mobile Would you say that that journey that you just spoke about also would apply to people who are dealing with loss? and trying to build their confidence up and trying to be able to dream again.
0: I dealt with a loss. We all deal with losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am a firm believer that you have to lose to win. You have to, I tell mm-hmm. to my, I coach varsity volleyball. I tell my student, you know, my players every day that the only thing that we can take from this loss is we have to learn from it. We have to grow. We have to become better because of it. If you won every single day, you're never going to feel challenged. You're never going to have a purpose in life. But when you lose and you take the time to introspect, you take that time to learn from that loss as we do every single day, whether it's loss of hair to loss of one, to loss of job to anything, go through that grace period, go through that quick time period of being weak. Because when we realize that we're weak, that's when we're actually strong because weakness fuels the body. And then that loss turns into a win. It is standing tall. It is still getting out of bed every day and being there for your children, even when you can't be there for yourself, be there for them or be there for your dogs, your employees, your employers, whoever it may be, show up for someone else because eventually you'll learn that you're showing up for yourself every single day.
1: Hmm, come on, (laughs) that's so good throughout your journey of having alopecia and going through the loss, what's the most important lesson that you've learned on a personal level?
0: Um, you know, I, when I was, it's probably a year and a half into my journey, uh, I went to work out and there was a quote on the board. And I talk about this all the time by captain Jack Sparrow, the pirates of the Caribbean that completely, it changed. It wasn't like a change in the instant, but it, forced me, it challenged me to think the problem is not the problem. The problem is the attitude about the problem. Mm -hmm. We as human beings, we want to be in control of everything in our lives. And when we're not in control, we're going to do whatever we can to be in control. What I've learned and the biggest lesson that I've learned, not just in my hair loss journey, but in life is that there are things that are beyond our control. And when we can understand that And that what we always are in control over is how we react in our mindset and our attitude about the situation. Then we can consciously be able to go in the direction that we need to in order to continue moving on. I remember I was sitting right in that back hallway and that something happened. I said to myself, I am not in control of this. And it felt like a whole weight just lifted off of me because I reminded myself that I am not in control of how how other people act. I'm not in control of what other people say. I'm in control of how I react to it. Either allow it to define me or I define it. And so when I changed alopecia from defining me and I'm going to define it, I'm going to take control of what I can in the situation. It has bled into every other aspect of my life that I am in control all the time. And it's always of my mindset. Come and on. that is that's so important. That's a tough lesson to learn. Trust me. I think yeah. we all have that lesson that we need to continue learning and you know some days are easier than others but again just I I say it out loud and we have to. And it just ingrains into us.
1: Yeah. Wow. Man, it's such a good attitude to have and man that's awesome. I, I mean, I got shivers right there. So thank you for for sharing that. I think it's so important for that. I, I want to talk about, you've got this Challenge Yourself Coaching and Leadership coming up May 12th and 13th. You have some amazing speakers lined up for this. This is so good. I'm, I'm excited for this. What can folks expect at this summit? And can you give more details on to the, what's going to happen there?
0: Yeah, it is... It's not going to be your normal sit down summit. People are going to speak at me. It is a time for us as leaders, as coaches, as people who are wanting to provide value to others in life to come together to encourage and empower one another, to learn from one another and how we're going to build our leadership brand. How are you remembered? How are you leading? How are you providing value to others? And I talk a lot about your character brand. So when people say your name, what are the first words that come to mind? And is that going to be the same words that come to mind as a leader? And if they aren't, then there's this this disalignment that's going on. I need to make sure that who I see, when I see you at the grocery store, at work or at a family function or at a school function, I want it to be the same person. We have to have consistency because that is truly when we are going to add value to other people's lives. And so this is all about one, aligning our character brand and our leadership brand, but also as we align that it is building up our leadership brand because we are living in a different society. Life has changed over the past three years. We are learning to be more flexible, we are learning how to be more empathetic towards others, how we can reach more people and how we can value. And so I have an incredible lineup of speakers who are going to encourage us through their stories, And also give time for you to ask questions. I hate when I go to a conference, I'm like, I have a question, but I don't have, I'm not able to ask a question. This is a time for us to interact. It is time because that is what we need is connection. And so Mm -hmm. it's an incredible day of panels and connection. There's a DJ that just, everyone already has a walk-up song. It is bringing the energy. There's going to be dancing. And then um, everything is included from breakfast to lunch to the after party, the after party of being you know six to eight of, again, just let's talk. And the mm-hmm. ultimate goal is to remove the hierarchies. On your name badge is just your name. It doesn't say where you're from, who you work for, how much money you make, or what credentials you have. Because when we remove that hierarchy, we can understand that it doesn't matter where you're on your journey. We must learn from one another. Hmm. From the 20 year old to the 65 year old and everything in between and beyond, we have to understand that we are always needing to learn from one another. And it also is going to help others to learn how to introduce themselves, how to carry on a conversation. And then yeah. you realize who you are talking to. And that is just going to build up your confidence that. I am not only do I get to pull up a chair to this table, but I can make my own damn table.
1: Come on. Oh, (laughs) so good. So good. I love the name tag thing with just your name, because I think when you put your titles on there, people get intimidated or I don't want to talk to that person. You know, I went to a, an event called prosperity camp uh, a couple years back and there was no name tags. And I walked in and there was an older guy sitting by himself. Uh, you know, my first time going to this event, and I sit down, we just have this great conversation. And, you know, we kind of got to chat, and he's like, Oh, I've been in the entertainment business for a while. And then I got done with the conversation. And we went and had some coffee. Turns out he's Larry Namer, the founder of E Entertainment. And uh, it was just like the greatest conversation. And I, I don't know if I would have felt confident talking to him had it had this big name tag on saying who he was, you know? <laughs> and, you
0: know, the biggest, it, it's ironic that, sorry about the dog. Um, no, let about the clubhouse. I, when yeah. I, I originally went on there and you would go up to the, the stage and you would introduce yourself. I would introduce, yeah. you know, I'd start comparing. I looked at how many followers yeah. they had. I looked at what they're doing, what they're known for, and yeah, how yes. much money they make. And I would get right. up there and I'd say, my name's McKenna and I'm just a teacher. Mm. And over word, the just? years, I've learned, one, how much we use that word just yeah. I am a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm a damn good teacher. And when we stop comparing ourselves to where we're at, because I know that I bring just as much to that table as the CEO of E. I, yeah. And but when we compare ourselves, we, it, it's only harmful to ourselves. And so, mm-hmm. you know, remove that word just Because that's what I want people to understand. Who is this leadership summit for? It's for you. It is for you, whoever you are. And you want to grow as a person personally and professionally and become a stronger person and how to provide value to others. This is for you. Mm -hmm. We're going to remove that word just, and you are going to stand confidently and introduce yourself to someone sitting in the corner and realize how important you are to that person.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm a dad. My daughter just turned 13 this year. My son will be 10 here soon, been married for 18 years this year. And hey. uh, I love being a dad. And I always love to ask the question when I have parents on the, the, the show there. But what's your favorite part about being a mom? Oh,
0: everything. Yeah. Um, all the hardships. All of the, you know, I think the biggest thing is that I'm an example every day. Yeah, It is making me, you're going to get me crying. Um, <laughs> Sorry. They're my why. Like they. Why I, I stand proudly of who I am because alopecia is, can be genetic. And I thought to myself, they were only three and four months old when I lost my hair. So they don't remember me with hair. And it wasn't until 2019 when I decided to walk out the house without a wig on. And it was because of them. They have empowered me and been my why, and I make sure that they know that every single day because I want them to accept and celebrate adversity and diversity every single day because it makes our world so amazing. And I want them to know that when they go through losses, when they experience challenges, and if they were to lose their hair or they're going to experience life, that they have a badass mom who got through it, and so can they. Mm -hmm. That's why I love being a mom, that they have made me a better person. They've made me a stronger woman, and I want them to know that every day.
1: Come on. I love that. I love <laughs> that. Um, I'm a big music guy, so I'll have to finish the show off by asking a fun question there, but what's a favorite type of music for you, or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to?
0: Oh, man, everything. I was just – someone had just posted something about Matchbox 20, and I'm like probably one of the top five best albums okay. um, is from yeah. Matchbox 20. Um, yeah. oh, I just love music i you know I just got back from Nashville, and it doesn't matter what you're surrounded by it's the energy that it brings to people, it yes. just frees
1: you, yeah,
0: and you know I have different for you know before I'm about to play before I get onto a big stage, um I love listening to just this is me, I listen to it every morning when I start to work out from uh the greatest showman, like yeah. this is me, watch out because here I come come on I, that's and I play for my daughters all the time and I just, I love music that's bringing positivity and bringing energy into my life. And yeah, I, that's, I it, I I can't give you one because yeah. I just, I love music. I love what it does for people.
1: It's so important. It, we are a family of music. Like none of us know how to play, but we always have music playing like basically 24 seven in the house, whether it's worship music or dance music or some rock music, things like that. And it's so important to just. Uh, you know, really, I, I think music just brings so much joy if you allow it to, right. you know, into your life there but I, I mean, will say I, that when, yeah. we can,
0: when we can open up the windows and I always play classic rock, like I have, you know <laughs> classic rock always going. in, so when my seven-year-old says, you know, Alexa play classic rock, I hope it doesn't start playing it, but you know, it makes me excited
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah
0: Alexa, stop.
1: <laughs> 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 that was <is> awesome <laughs> perfect timing <laughs> So good. McKenna, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're an absolute world changer. I, just, I love your story. I love your message and what you're doing for people. And I'm excited for your summit. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for being such a light in this world and continue being you because I appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.